Welcome to the Mission Driven Podcast, the show designed to empower, educate, and encourage you to stay focused and committed to your mission. I'm your host, AC Cristales. Let's get ready to roll. Welcome to Mission Driven with AC Cristales. I'm back. Man, it's been two weeks since I've recorded a podcast episode. And I just want to say thank you to those who have inquired and asked me about where the podcast was at. It just lets me know that you guys do listen to the podcast and you still want the podcast. And so I just want to apologize that the last two Sundays I just haven't put anything out. You know, it's just been a crazy, crazy um, first part of the year. You know, we're already in February and um you know, I, I, the last podcast that I recorded, you know, was the day that Kobe Bryant died. And I don't know if I was shook by that. I mean, I think, you know, a lot of people, you know, here in the United States and really worldwide were, were shaken by that. But um, I just think it just it was a culmination of things, you know, just like I expressed in that last podcast, um, you know, realizing that one of my students had passed away a couple of weeks before that and, and visiting, you know, his parents that day that Kobe died and just being busy, right? Just being busy with, with things with, with my daughter, you know, she, she plays soccer and so tournaments, right? So the past two Sundays have been tournaments. And, and in fact, even last Sunday, my, my goal was to get home, you know, Sunday night and record the podcast because there was something that, that I already knew that I wanted to speak about. And yet, you know, she had five games last weekend. Right. And it's and even though, you know, I'm not playing, you know, it's 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 mentally draining, you know, because you're, you're, you're at least me. Right. I'm, I'm I'm in the games. Right. And I'm like, you know, she should be doing this or she should be doing that or she should be covering this person or whatever. Right. You know, I'm just that sideline coach parent. Right. And so anyways, the last game ends about seven thirty, seven forty five and they won. OK, they won first place. So they get their medals and, you know, they get to hold the the cup that they won their trophy and you know by the time by the time we get home it's already 8 45 and i'm just exhausted because again it's just been a a day of a, a couple of days of, of just soccer and whatnot and i wouldn't have had it i wouldn't have had it any other way um uh, but i just didn't have the energy you know i didn't have the energy to to record you know and it's just and, and again it's not because i didn't want to i didn't want to and in fact again you know i, I had exactly what I wanted to share, but I just, you know, I didn't do it. And then, you know, you have other responsibilities, right? You know, so again, I'm, I'm teaching, you know, Richland, I teach a couple courses at Richland college and, and still, you know, with the speaking opportunities, in fact, you know, next, next Saturday, not this Saturday, but the next Saturday I'll be speaking in, in the Valley. So, um, just a lot of things that, that are on my plate, but again, that's life. So, I know you don't want to hear about that in terms of of having responsibilities because we all have responsibilities. And again, that's just a part of life. So anyways, without further ado, I'm back. All right. So I'm back. And so one of the things that I wanted to talk about today, one specific thing is just about self-reflection, you know, and the power of self-reflection. And in fact, I'm going to actually self-reflect on this podcast. So what happened last week, right? Actually, what marked last week? So six years ago, um, on February the 3rd, it was a Monday, just like it was this past Monday. Um, it was six years ago to the date was when I had left my position as an assistant principal. And so, you know, in getting, preparing a message right for last Sunday that I wasn't able to record, but now I'm going to do it today. I really just wanted to kind of take you through that journey of, you know, my, my thought process into why, why I decided to leave my position as an assistant principal, you know, and, uh, just kind of share a little bit of my journey with you just so you can be encouraged because I know that a lot of the times people see, um, certain things, you know, on social media, right. And that's kind of like, that's, that's their window, right. That's their movie that they see, about a person's life is, is what you show on social media. And my thing is there's so much more, right? And I think, and I hope that the past couple of, of episodes and not, not really just the past couple of episodes. I just hope that all of the episodes you have, you have heard, you know, my transparency in, in sharing bits and pieces of my journey, just so you know that it's not all, 
you know, beautiful, right? There's there's struggles in them. There there's trouble. There's pain. There's suffering, because that is the whole picture of success. Okay, it's not just the mountaintop experience. It's not just you know feeling like you're on top a hundred percent of the time. And there's struggles. There's pains. There's um, there's heartache. There's doubt. There's discouragement. There's all these things, right? And so. I don't want people to get caught up and like, oh, you know, he's got a podcast and, you know, he's doing well. Oh, you know, he's traveling, you know, because I always seem to get that, you know, when I travel, you know, people are like, oh, you know, you seem to be doing good. But my thing is like, so when I'm not traveling, I'm not doing good, you know, because the reality is that I am doing good because how I'm feeling has has nothing to do with whether I'm traveling or not to go speak, you know, how I'm doing. I have to be good regardless with or without it. And so um, I just kind of want to share again, you know, I want to I want to self-reflect you know, in this podcast with you and with the hope that what I share, you know, is going to encourage you. All right. Because Socrates once said the unexamined life is not worth living. So there's something important about self reflecting, you know, the importance of reflecting on your choices, on your decisions and, you know, just seeing what you can and should be grateful for, you know, because so many times I think we, we go through life so fast that we forget to really reflect and say, hey, you know what? There's something that I should be grateful for today. You know, I know that things may not be playing out in my life the way that I want them to, but there's still something to be grateful for. And there's all, and I also think that reflecting, you know, personally reflecting is important because, you know, sometimes there's just things that need to change, you know, th- things that need to change in your life. You know, there's decisions that you make, there's thought processes that you have, there's attitudes that you have, there's, there's temperaments and, and moods that you go through. And if they're not benefiting you, then you have to change. And I love this. I love this quote. All right. So there's this quote as I was preparing for this podcast that I heard. And the quote goes like this It's from Thomas Carlyle. And he said, the greatest of all faults is to be conscious of none. I want to repeat that. And I want you to get that. All right. So wherever you're listening to this, just listen to this quote. So powerful. The greatest of all faults is to be conscious of none. So, I mean, that, that to me, that's just that's amazing, right? Because when we think there's nothing wrong with us, that's that's the biggest fault, all right? Because obviously there's, there's weaknesses about us. There's things that we can improve on. There's things that we could get better on. And so when we think that there's nothing to improve on, we're never going to get better. And so, again, for this episode, this will be my reflection in audio format for you to hear some of the things that I've gone through in this journey. Because again, I truly believe that the process of self-reflection is essential for your growth as an individual, as a leader, as an athlete, as a father, as a mother, as a spouse, as a partner, really any role you find yourself playing in life today. All right, it's important that you self-reflect. It's essential to find out why. Why do you think the way that you think? Why do you say the things that you say? Why do you do certain things that you do. And if need be, right, if if you're really self-reflecting and really being honest with yourself, you find, hey, maybe I need to change that about myself. Because if anything, I need to go through this self-reflection process so that I can better myself. And I strongly believe that we can all get better because the mandate daily for those, right, for those who are pursuing a dream, pursuing a goal and living out their mission in life, the mandate is this, to get better every single day, to strive to be better than you were yesterday. And, and for sure, you know, you're going to have your off days. You're going to have your off days when you don't you don't get better. Right. You're going to have your off days when you don't feel better. You're going to have your off days when, man, you know, you you know, you, you're trying not to be angry so much and you just went off on somebody. You're going to have your off days and you're going to feel like you're going backwards. But don't get discouraged. You know, if anything, you got to just pick yourself back up and keep pushing to get better. And trust me, I know. All right. I know I can admit that there are things which I know I could do better on that I still struggle with, even knowing, right, even reflecting. I'm like, man, I got to do better at, at this. And yet I still struggle with it. But, you know, everything is a process. And as cliche as this may sound, we are all works in progress. So I hope you stay with me for the next next, you know, few minutes. <laughs> Actually, it's not going to be a few minutes. It's, it's probably going to be a, a good amount of time. But I hope that you can just, you know, just stick with me. As I self-reflect, you know, because I want you to know the whole journey. I want you to know, you know, a lot of the journey and 
in, in regards to, you know, hey, where I'm at right now, right? AC Cristalis, the, the speaker, right? The motivational speaker, AC Cristalis, the college professor, you know, AC Cristalis, the, the individual who, who, who left, right? Principalship to pursue a dream. I want you to know about that. And, and in the midst of that, I want you to get encouraged. All right. So let's just go ahead and just get started with the why. All right. Decision I made every sister I played, but I'm still paranoid to this day, and it's nobody's fault. I made the decisions I made. This is the life I chose, or rather, the life that chose me. If you can't respect that, your whole perspective is whack. Maybe you love me when I fade to black. Give me some light, cell phones lighter. Maybe you love me when I fade to black. If you can't respect that, your whole perspective is whack. Maybe you love me when I fade to black. If you can't respect that, your whole perspective is whack. Maybe you love me. So the why, why did I leave my position as an assistant principal back in 2014? So the simple answer, the simple answer is because I had this dream that I wanted to pursue. But really, you know, there was a lot more that led to it. It wasn't um, a decision where a rash decision where I just said, hey, I woke up one day and said, hey, I don't want to do this no more. It's one in which, you know, for for years, you know, I can really say years that I contemplated, I contemplated like, look, there's, there's, there's something burning inside me, right? There's this dream burning inside me where I want to share my message with, with, with more than just the, the parents and, and the community in which I serve, you know, I want to go out there and speak, but I just never knew how, how to do that. Right. And so I still remember my first, um, speaking engagement, um, at the, at the education level, because for those of you who remembered the first episode, who were listening in the first episode, you guys know that when I was 15 years old, I was involved in youth ministry, you know, and so I talked about in my first episode ever about how I won that, you know, that, that, that talent show, you know, um, and that's really what started the mission, you know, winning that talent show. And it wasn't about talent for me. Again, it was about me just sharing my heart and sharing my story and so there was this, there was this, um, there was this, this fire, right? That when I spoke, you know, I knew that God was using me. And not only that, you know, people confirmed that, right? People were like, man, you know, we were blessed by, by what you shared. And I was just 15 years old. So that's really when, when things started, you know, speaking wise. And, and so, but when I spoke for the first time in a, in an educational setting, it was, um, it was at a college fair for high school seniors. And so I was invited by, by the district to, to speak to the high school seniors, to the Latino high school seniors. And it was a packed house. You know, there, there was at least 400 people in there and I had never spoken before. And I, I just remember, you know, remember one of the, one of the district leaders coming up to me and just, and he was just like, just go do what you do, you know? And I had never spoken before. So I, I don't know what he meant. I guess he just knew that, you know, I had this connection with young people you know, and uh, so I just went and did what I did. You know, it was my it was my first year as an assistant principal. So I was still pretty young. All right. I was what, 20, 25 at the time. Yeah, still pretty young. I'm, I'm 38 now. So, you know, 13 years ago. Right. So I go out there and I speak and I can't even tell you. I can't even remember and, and tell you what I spoke about. But I know I do know this. I do know that it was impactful. And I do know that there was a lady, a sweet lady, right? Linda Flores, so sweet. Linda Flores, who used to be the community li liaison, you know, in Garland ISD, who came up to me after I was done. And she was like, you were amazing. And she was like, you need to start charging. And I had never thought about it. I had never thought about charging. You know, I had never thought about charging for, to, to speak. So I was just like, all right, that's cool, you know? And so... <laughs> That that was one of those moments like, OK, well, maybe I can do it. Right. So I, I started speaking sporadically, you know, but, you know, I was I was involved as an assistant principal. And I was like, you know, every every chance I get, you know, I'm just going to speak, you know, so whether it's, I'm speaking to, you know, an eighth grade class or I'm speaking to, you know, the sixth graders, whatever it is that I'm doing, I'm just going to do my best. Right. Or when I'm doing a parent program. So that's kind of how it, how it started. Right. It's one of those things where, you know, if you guys are familiar with Malcolm Gladwell. Malcolm Gladwell's book, The Outliers, right, where you start to start putting in your hours, right? So I just started putting in my hours, you know, and whatever opportunity that I had, I was just going to, I was just going to speak, you know, and, and just do my best. But again, it wasn't, wasn't like, so I could get paid. It was just like, look, I just want to speak. I just want to share my heart and I just want to be impactful. And so, you know, I, I do that for a couple of years. And then I, you know, I'm, I'm at a different middle school 
And then the itch really starts happening. And I think the itch started to happen when we went to the convocation. And the convocation speaker wasn't that good. All right? I can't even remember and tell you who it was. And and trust me, I give people props. All right. I mean, there's there's a lot of speakers that I've heard who have done phenomenal jobs, right? And they've they've made me like, oh, okay, I can do that as well. And then there are other ones who are like, man, how the heck, how the heck did they they get that spot, right? Like, I can definitely do that. And so that's really when it started, you know, if it started the it's to be like, hey, maybe I can pursue this, you know, as another avenue for me just to share, you know, my heart and my story. So, um, so I start, I started just thinking about that. Right. And I'll never forget this too. I'll never forget this now that I'm, I'm, I'm reflecting, right. I, I, I do a, a presentation, a staff development pre- presentation in the summer. And uh, nobody knew, right? Nobody knew that I was going through a rough time, just personally, just going through a rough time. But but my thing is, look, every time, you know, you have an opportunity to, to speak or, or to work, right? Or every time you go to work, right? You got to put your personal stuff aside, you know, as much as you can, right? Because it's business, right? It's, it's going there, you do what you got to do. And so again, nobody knew that I was just going through like some major, major, major troubles, right? But I go and I do the staff development presentation. And, and again, you know, I do it with passion. And then one of the teachers comes up to me and says, you missed your calling. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, he's like, dude, you got a calling. You got a calling to speak. And I was like, man, you don't even know how much that means to me, man. And I, oh, and I told him, like, dude, I'm, I'm having a rough, rough day, rough week. And for you to say that, that's just confirmation to me that, that, you know, when I speak, there's something about it, right? There's, there's, a, there's a gift, right? There's a talent when I speak. So, you know, to that individual, you know, he, do, he, didn't, he doesn't even know, right, that when he said that to me, it just, man, it just, you know, it kept, you know, my fire going in regards to, you know, wanting to speak and whatnot. So he said that, and again, it's just one of those things. I, you know, here, here, here's the thing for those of you who are, who are listening to this Look, understand that there will be people in your lives who will come and let you know, hey, you know, you should be doing this, right? I, I know we always talk about the negative people who tell you that you shouldn't be doing something or maybe they try to lead you in, in something that that isn't really for you. You know, we, we have those types of people, but but we also have people who who will speak life into us and be like, hey, you know, this is what you should be doing. You know, so it's about having that wisdom, right? It's about having that discernment, like who do I listen to? And so let me just tell you this, when it, you should listen to the person who confirms what's already in you. All right. Let me say that again. You need to, you need to take heed and listen to the person who says something that confirms that which is already in you. All right. So again, I knew, I knew that, you know, from a young age, you know, God had given me this, this gift to speak and, and I wasn't tripping about it in terms of, hey, you know, I should be out there traveling the world, you know, because I wasn't pursuing that. You know, what I pursued was was to be an assistant principal. So my thing is I'm going to be faithful there, you know. So as an assistant principal, again, you know, whether it's a class meeting or whether it's a parent meeting or whether it's a staff development meeting, I'm going to give it my all. You know, that's that's my ministry. Right. That's where I speak. So I really wasn't thinking in terms of, hey, let me you know start traveling, you know, across the country or, or you know, around the world to speak. I wasn't thinking about it like that. But again, you know, I had, you know, Linda Flores who told me, hey, you need to start charging whenever you speak. And then I had this individual who said, hey, you missed your call. And so it's one of those things like it was just, you know, God just knocking, just knocking and saying, hey, you know, it's in you. You know, it's already in you. So it was confirming what's already in me. And so anyways, <laughs> you know, those are some of the so those are some of the examples, you know, those concrete examples that I can tell you that really just kept, you know, sparking that fire in me to speak. And so two things happened. All right. Two things happened. Isabella and I always gauge things on Isabella's age. So Isabella was two years old. All right. So she was two years old. And so this was 2011. Okay. And uh, that spring when she turned two, there was a there was a gentleman, Jason Aleman, you know, I'll never forget him, Jason Aleman, who was at our school, right? Because we had won a grant, a science grant. And so he was at our school. He was interviewing our, our ESL teachers and our other teachers who, you know, were phenomenal, 
with our ESL students. And he also interviewed, interviewed me because, you know, when I started school, I didn't know any English. So he kind of wanted to know about my journey. So let me just tell you this real quick. So we're, we're doing the interview in my office. And after the interview, he's just like, look, man, he's like, what do you want to what else do you want to do? In fact, you know what? Let me let me rephrase it. He said, what do you really want to do, AC? And I was like, you know, what kind of question is that? It's kind of kind of a loaded question. And he was like, no, what do you, what is it that you really want to do? Because I can tell that there's something inside you, right? There's something just burning inside you. And I said, man, I, I want to speak. You know, I want to speak. I want to write books. I want to, you know, just go out there and just share my heart. And I feel like I have this knowledge. I feel like I have this story that can be impactful to people. And you know what he said? He was like, all right. He's like, I could tell. I could tell there's something in you. He's like, look, there's this conference going on, you know, in the summer. He's like, I want you to be the the closing keynote speaker. He's like, and you know what? And I'm going to pay you. I didn't even ask for it. He's like, I'm, he's, but he said, I'm going to pay you. All right. And so <laughs> I was like, what? He's like, yes, I'm going to pay you. And so that summer, that 2011, you know, I go to San Marcos at Texas State, the conference center at the NBC Suites, actually, where I was at actually about two months ago, which is pretty cool. And I'm the closing the closing keynote speaker, you know, and I was paid for it. And I just couldn't believe it. I'm like, man, I actually get paid to speak, you know? And so what was cool about that summer, too, is that actually the next summer, right? So again, it wasn't one of those things where I'm like, oh, automatically, you know, I'm going to start doing this full time. It, it took... It took years, okay. So I want you, I want to let you guys know that, like, it takes years, you know, and, and maybe for me, right? Because you know, I just maybe I wasn't just I wasn't ready to make that jump yet, you know. And so um, the next year, I'm like, look, you know, how do I get better? And then what I chose to do is I went to this boot camp, you know, in San Diego, to the speaker boot camp, and which which costs you know a lot of money, but that's the thing, you know, you have to invest in yourself, right? If you truly believe. And, and, and wanting to get better, if you truly believe in going after a dream or in starting a business or, you know, whatever it is that you want to do, right? You have to invest in yourself, you know, and it's not one thing to say, well, I want to do that and then not invest your time, not invest your resources, not invest your, your money into becoming better. So I went to the speaker boot camp, was excited, met some great people. In fact, there are still two people from that boot camp that I stay in contact with and, um, so there it is, you know, there it is in terms of, in terms of, of speaking. Right. And so still, so this is 2012, so we're not even close, but it's brewing inside me. Right. And then my brother and I were having this conversation. We both feel the same way, right? He's not a speaker per se, but he's always like, look, there's something else that we can do and we can do together. Right. So fast forward again, two years, you see how it is actually a year, a year later, it's 2013 is when we're like the 2013-2014 school year, we're like, look, we got to make this jump. We got to make this move, you know, and like, and if we don't do it, we're never going to do it. And he was a principal as well, you know, and I was an assistant principal at the middle school level. My brother Axel was a principal at the elementary level, but we came in like, yo, this is, this is going to be it. We have to do it. And so we started writing our book. Like nobody knew about that. Nobody knew that, that the summer of 2013, um, we started writing our book. And so at this time, which was pretty cool, I had started doing some consulting work for for this government agency that does work with anti-bullying, anti anti-drug and anti-gang problems, you know, and that's why I do a lot of a lot of work with with law enforcement, not only here in the United States, but also in Central America, because in 2013, that summer, I started, you know, as an independent contractor for them, for this government agency. And so my first my first gig um, with them was in Lansing, Michigan. Right. So I go to Lansing, Michigan, and I still remember because I'm out there, you know, doing my thing um, nervous. Right. Because I had never spoken to a group of officers, but also, you know, I'm writing I'm writing the book. Right. I'm writing part of my book. And so anyways, we get to November and we're like, all right. See, our, our plan was to just finish the school year, but then we get to November and we're like, look, we just got to do it because, again, if we don't do it, um, we're never going to do it. So I remember after Thanksgiving, I go and I I go and I meet with the HR director and I and, you know, I have a conversation with her and I tell her, you know, this is what I think I'm thinking about doing. I want to do. And then I talk to my principal 
and because one of the things you you want to leave on good terms, right? You don't ever want to leave on bad terms. And so they were like, uh, HR was like, can you give us till the end of the month, till the end of January, you know, to find, to find your replacement, you know, because our thing is like, we're just not going to come back up to Christmas, you know? <laughs> and they're like, can you, can you give us, you know, till, to the end of January? And I'm like, yeah, for sure, you know? And so it was hard. It was a tough decision. It really was because, you know, you're accustomed at that point. I had, you know, been in education, you know, as an assistant principal for eight and a half years and as a teacher for three and a half years. So that's, you know, 12 years. And then, you know, the one year, year and a half that I did as a, as a bilingual aide. So 13, 14 years in education, right? 13, 14 years in the same district. And to just walk away from that was scary, you know, but, but it's something that I felt that I needed to do, you know? And so I was scared and, and, and it was hard. Because, you know, you build relationships with students, you build relationships with staff members, you, you know, you're accustomed to a certain way of life, you know, and then all of a sudden it's just, it's, it's, it's no longer there. Right. And so, so we left, right. We waited until the end of January. And in fact, it was, it was January 31st on a Friday, which was the last day. Right. And so. That was it. January 31st of 2014 was my last day as an assistant principal. And, you know, that's what it when it started. But again, I want to let you know why. Right. There was a why. And, you know, and I hope that you got that. It was never because, you know, I was fed up with being an assistant principal. I mean, of course, are there other things that that, you know, discourage me? Of course. But that's that's any job, you know, and I'll tell you that, you know, there's. There's pros and cons to every profession. There's pros and cons to being an entrepreneur. There's pros and cons to being any type of profession. You're going to have your pros and your cons, you know, and you just got to work through them. And so, but it was never like, oh, I got to leave because I hate this, you know, or I got to leave because, you know, I'm not appreciated. It's, it's not even about that. It was like, I mean, look, I'm still working in education. And, you know, in last year, I spent seven months at, at, at Bussey Middle School as an assistant principal in this past year. You know, last semester in the, in the fall, you know, I was at an elementary school. So it's not that I hate the principalship job, you know, it's just that there was something brewing inside me. And that's the thing, you know, I want, I want to let you guys know, again, as I'm reflecting, that if there's something that you want to do, make sure that you want to do it. Make sure that it's something that it's 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 a burning desire in you. You're not doing it just simply because you see somebody else doing it, Right. And that's the thing. That's the trap of social media now, right? Oh, so-and-so is doing that. Maybe I should do that too. So-and-so is selling real estate. Maybe I should sell real estate too. So-and-so is speaking. Maybe I should be a speaker too. So-and-so is doing photography. Maybe I should do that too. It's got to be your dream. It's got to be burning inside of you. And if it's not, don't pursue it. Don't pursue it. And here's why. Here's why I'm going to tell you don't pursue it. Here's the next part. Okay, here's the next part. So our last day is January 31st. And man, this may have to be two parts because I'm looking at the time, <laughs> but it, but it's all good. You know, hopefully, you know. So anyways, we, we leave January 31st, 2014, you know, a, a couple of days later, you know, we're, we're in L.A. You know, me and my brother, we, we fly to L.A. And so because there was another speaker boot camp. Right. And even though my brother didn't want to be a speaker, you know, that was never his thing. You know, he wanted to write. Uh, I was like, look, you know, this guy, you know, according to the flyer, you know, there's some information for authors as well. So, you know, he, he came along with me. So we go to L.A., uh, we go to the speaker boot camp and we're just like, all right, here it is. You know, we're going to finish our book, you know, the next month, month or two. And then we're going to get an editor and we're going to have it published by self-published by by the summer. Right. So that was our plan with regards to our book. And then we were like, yeah, we want to start this nonprofit. We want to start this learning center. You know, we really want to help. Again, we want to help young people, whatever it is that we want to do. We want to help kids. Um, but the thing is, it just didn't go the way we planned it, you know, the way we planned it. Excuse me. You know, and, and looking back on that, there wasn't really a concrete business plan. Right. Um, and that's where we went wrong. You know, if anything, and that's the thing about self-reflection and honest self-reflection, it's realizing like, yo, what what could I have done differently or what could we have done differently? So there wasn't a, a concrete business plan. Right. There was just kind of like, oh, this is what we're going to do and this is what's going to happen. But there wasn't like, OK, what's the 
what's the cost breakdown, right? You know, and, and in business, in any business, you have to think about that, right? What's the projection, right? In terms of if you get a loan, or if you don't get a loan, all these things, what's your lease cost? And and all these things that go in, in having a business. And we didn't really think about that, right? Because again, all our life we had been in education. And so now we're, we're, we're getting out of education and, you know, we're trying to start our own business and it just didn't work for us, right? And so we finished our book and the expectation with that book, right? And here was our expectation. We're like, look, we're both Latino. We're both bilingual. We're both, you know, we've, we've both have been school educational leaders. We have our master's degree. And now we have this book. Like, of course, doors are going to open for us. Of course. Like, why wouldn't anybody want to hear our story, right? Why wouldn't anybody want to know more about us, right? Because why wouldn't schools want to invite us, you know? And that just didn't happen. It didn't happen. Um, and so, you know, my brother kind of just, you know, started, you know, doing his own thing. He went back into, into you know, teaching and uh, he started working on his psychology, you know, degree, which is awesome, you know, because now, you know, he has his, his second master's in psychology and he's working on his, his hours to become a, a licensed professional counselor. So, man, I love him for that. You know, he, you know, he, he's doing what he wants to do. Uh, and so me, you know, what I did, you know, and let me kind of just give you what I did. Right. So as soon as I left, right, my position, right. Again, we had the, the plan to, to do the nonprofit didn't work out, but the speaking thing, right, man, I can, I can knock that out. Right. So I, I started speaking everywhere. I started speaking everywhere and wherever anybody would take me, I started speaking and I did it for free. All right. And so I was speaking to AVID classes because I know that the AVID program, you know, they they really focus on having guest speakers. So I would email AVID coordinators and like, look, I'll, I'll speak to your kids. I'll speak all day. I'll speak to, you know, eight periods. And I did, you know, and so I would do that. And here's why I did that. Number one, I wanted to share my story. But number two, it's the Gladwell effect. OK, the Gladwell principle, the putting your 10,000 hours in. So I was putting my 10,000 hours in. I wanted to get better. I wanted my, my message to get polished. I want, I just, man, you know, so I started doing that. And, um, and so there it is. And so then I'm like, okay, you know, I'm putting in all this time. Uh, you know, I probably spoke to at least, you know, uh, 55 different, you know, avid classrooms and groups, you know? And so I'm like, all right, we're going to get this book. And once we get this book, it's going to, it's going to go well. And guess what? It wasn't. <laughs> I think the only speaking gig I got that year, um, 2014, I think I got two. I think I got one where I went to, to Phoenix, Arizona and did a law enforcement training. And I went to El Salvador and uh, that was it. And that was paid, you know. And so I got I have to tell you this. OK, so the first year was rough and. I'll never forget what I what what happened. So I gotta let me just kind of give you this, this background information before I tell you this story. So um, I'm always about hey, how can I get better, right? I mentioned that at the beginning of this podcast. How can I get better? And so my thing is, I want to learn from others, right? There there are there are other people who have gone through what I've gone through, or who are speaking, and that have knowledge, right? And so I started just emailing local speakers in the area that I knew, you know, were, were paid speakers. Right. And so uh, I email and some of them emailed me back. Some of them did it. And so uh, there was this one gentleman who emailed me back and I was excited when he emailed me back because he actually did some work for Zig Ziglar. Right. I mean, I saw him. But in fact, the first time I ever saw him speak was with Zig Ziglar. And so he was kind of like Zig's, you know, apprentice, you know. And again, if you don't know who Zig Ziglar is, Zig Ziglar is one of the, you know, was one of the top, you know, motivational speakers before he passed away. And so I was like, man, I'm going to meet with this guy, you know, and this guy worked with Zig, you know, this guy worked under Zig and learned under Zig Ziglar. Like, this is going to be awesome. Right. And so I go and I meet with this guy. And so this is so let me give you the time frame. So left in February, you know, started my own, you know, speaking business in February of 2014. This is the end of November 2014 and things are dry. OK, because, again, I've only spoken and got paid twice. And how am I making it going through my retirement fund? All right. How am I make? How am I paying bills? How am I paying my mortgage going through my retirement fund? 
And so um, I meet with this guy at a Starbucks and immediately I'm just like, this guy's just here just to be here. He's not really here for me. He's kind of just, he's just here. You know, he's looking at his phone, he's not even paying attention to me. Like, man, like it, it was, it was pretty bad. I was like, man, like what, what, you know, what's going on? Like, I mean, she's, he looks, he looked so disinterested and, and it's just like, forget this, you know, and, and I'm very, you know, I can get very prideful and very stubborn. And I was like, well, forget this, you know, I mean, and then he was like, well, you know, you need to do this, you need to do that, but nothing really tangible information, nothing really helpful information. So, but again, what I took away from, from that meeting wasn't even what he said. It was how he treated me. You know, it's one of those things, right? It's not so much what you say, but it's how you treat somebody <laughs> because you can say a lot of things, but, but if you treat somebody or if you say it with the wrong, you know, wrong tone, or if, you know, your nonverbal is not backing it up, you know, people will remember that, right? It's one of those things where that, you know, that, the old saying, right? People remember how you made them feel, not so much what you said. And so I know how he made me feel. He made me feel like, like dirt. Or I, I chose to allow myself to feel like I was dirt and nothing. And so I remember I leave that um, that meeting. And again, I was excited before, right? But I leave that meeting and I go and I, I, I call my brother. Actually, I text him. I'm like, I don't know what the heck God is doing, but this is this is ridiculous. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know what, I don't know why. I don't, I'm like, I was just questioning. Right. Bottom line, I was questioning, you know, because the book had already been out. And again, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't doing what we had envisioned it for it to do for us. And, um, and I just I was just I got sad, you know, I got, I got sad and I got dejected. And and I was like, what what the heck am I going to do? Because I, I can't I can't continue like this. Right. And so the meeting was about 35 minutes from my house. But on the way to my house was the college that I attended when I was 17 years old, right? And so I was like, I'm just going to go to Richland. I'm going to go to Richland because that was a place where, where I felt alive. That was a place where where I felt when I was 17 years old that I could conquer the world. So I go to Richland and and I look for my, for my professor because I know she's still taught there. And I find out where she's teaching and I wait for her class to end. And afterwards, I just kind of just, you know, she, you know, class is over. And I'm like, look, can I talk to you? And she could tell, she could tell, like, I needed to talk to somebody. And so, you know, we walked over to her office and I just said, I don't know what I'm going to do. I said, I just, <laughs> I feel like a failure. I feel like, you know, I shouldn't have left. And, you know, you know, she gives me some comforting words and, and encourages me to keep going. But I just didn't know what I was going to do, you know, and, and she kind of mentioned, hey, you know, um, you ever thought about, you know, getting your 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 graduate hours in sociology, you know, so she kind of threw that nugget out there and I didn't really jump at it because, again, I was like, how am I going to get paid? I just need to get paid. And so that January, I started I went back to Garland. <laughs> I went back to Garland and I started teaching uh, fourth grade bilingual. And I'm so thankful for that. You know, I, I know that that there there were people who who were like, oh, he has to start all over. You know, he's dumb. You know, he has to start all over. You know, look at him. You know, he didn't even last a year or whatever. But it wasn't even about that. Like, that's the thing. Like, nobody knew my story, you know. And here's my story. My story is like, look, you know, I had I had to do what I had to do, right? Because, you know, there's things that had to, you know, had to be taken care of. My daughter had to be provided for, you know. And so, and this is just part of the journey. That's the way I looked at it. And so I remember the principal, you know, she, she brought me, into, you know, to the staff, you know, one of the staff meetings we had. And she was like, the kids really need AC, you know, and AC, will you say a couple of words? Because now they know, you know, they knew, you know, I'm, I'm the guy who left, you know, to, to pursue a speaking career. So now like, hey, why don't you speak? And so I do remember saying this. I do re remember sharing a bit of my journey in terms of why, you know, why I love education so much and why I love, you know, educators and the power of an educator. In fact, that's, that's my stick, right? Just talking about the power of an educator because my life was transformed um, because of the words and the actions of an educator. But I remember saying this, I, I remember saying that, you know, she said that I needed the kids, but the reality is, no, excuse me. She said that the kids needed me, but the reality is that I needed the kids because the kids gave me that purpose. You know, the kids gave me that that purpose that I was seeking, you know, 
And so I teach um, at Caldwell for about a year and a half. And then I take another step of faith. You know, I had already started working on my doctorate at that point. And, uh, and I started working on those 18 doctoral sociology hours because I was like, look, you know what? I can do this. I can teach at the collegiate level. That's something that I always wanted to do. Um, again, it didn't resonate when my, when my uh, professor had told me that a couple months back, but you know, after my head was clear, because sometimes your head has to be cleared and that's why you, that's why you self-reflect, right? Because you, you clear your head and, and you start thinking, okay. Okay, now that my head is clear and now that I'm not worrying about these things and I'm not overwhelmed by all these feelings, now I can think clearly. Um, I started working on my doctoral program, you know, in higher education. And I started knocking out those uh, doctoral sociology classes because, you know, I was going to teach at the college. And so I remember, you know, the principal coming to me and saying, hey, you didn't sign your contract for next year. And I was like, well, I'm not coming back. And she's like, well, where are you going? I said, I don't know but I know that God's going to provide. And she's like, you may want to sign the contract either way. And I was like, no, I'm not. And here's my thing. And, and trust me. Okay. If you get encouraged by this, great. (laughs) But my thing was, look, if I sign that contract, it's going to be me being comfortable. It's going to be me being okay with coming back. And I wasn't okay with coming back. And again, it wasn't because (laughs) it wasn't because I hated the school or hated what I was doing. It was just because, I felt again like there's there's something else out there and I can't hang on to this if I want to get what's out there for me, right? It's one of those things where like you have to let go of certain things before you can get what's there for you. And so I, I don't sign the contract and I don't know what I'm going to do, <laughs> but it all worked out because, you know, in August of that year, you know, my professor becomes the dean of social sciences at Richland. And she gives me that call and says, Hey, I told you, you know, that if you got your 18 hours, I would get you in. And sure enough, she got me in and lo and behold, I've been at Richland college ever since. And so (laughs) that's just the power of faith, you know, the power of of stepping out on faith and, and believing, even if you don't see it, even if you don't see it, just believing that it's out there for you, but you just gotta take those steps of faith. And so, um, and again, it gave me the flexibility. I started teaching at Richland in 2016. It gave me the flexibility to continue speaking. And little by little, you know, I, I started, you know, little by little at that time, I was already getting more speaking gigs. And in fact, while I was at Caldwell, it's funny, right? It's funny how things worked out. When I was at Caldwell, I started getting a lot more speaking engagements, right? And it's, it's crazy, right? Like when I didn't have anything, I wasn't getting any speaking engagements, but the moment I was working again, you know, I started getting all these speaking engagements, right? So it's just crazy how life works sometimes, but man, I I was thankful to have a principal who, who was flexible with me and who believed in me and who said, Hey, you know, it's okay. You know, you take your days and go speak. I know you're going to be good for the kids. You know, I know that the kids are going to do well. So I was thankful for that. And again, that's why I told you, you know, you self-reflect, right? And, and, and you realize all these things that you can be thankful for. And so in 2016, I'm teaching at Richland and again with the flexibility to go and speak. And I was speaking a lot more. And 2018 was really my year. You know, when I really, you know, I became a member of the National Speakers Association as a result of, of you know, making a certain amount of money in a year that I could become a member of the National Speakers Association because there's certain criteria that you have to meet um, before you can be accepted into you know, into their association, you know, you can't just say, well, I'm a speaker. I want to be part of the National Speakers Association. Now you have to make a certain amount of money or speak a certain amount of times before you can, you know, be accepted. And so I I did very well, 2018, you know, Uh, and, and then 2019, (laughs) and then 2019 happened and, and I did well as well. You know, I just didn't speak as much. And I guess if anything, because Again, I don't want to, man, there's just so much, right? And I'm already looking at the time and I'm like, man, we're 45 minutes in and there's just so much that I've, that I've skipped out on. But, you know, throughout, throughout the, the, you know, the upcoming episodes, you know, I'm sure that I'll throw in some of these stories in, but I've hoped this has been helpful for you. Um, But there's just so much, there's so much that I've gone through. So, uh, but I want to just tell you this. So if anything, look at this, you know, you have your ebbs and flows, you know, I started 
you know, the first year was tough, right? Second year, you know, got a little better. You know, any if anything, it's just it's just ebbs and flows. Like I was telling you, you, know, you have your peaks, you have your valleys, and but you have moments, right? And those moments that keep you going, right? And here's another moment that I want to share that I just feel strongly in my heart right now. I have a buddy of mine who he's an entrepreneur. You know, he he owns his own uh, financial planning company, and I'll never forget this conversation. So I'm sitting in the classroom, right, teaching at Caldwell, and he comes and he visits me. And he's like, man, how many years have you been doing this? How many years has this been? I'm like, dude, it's about to be three years, man. I tell him that, right? So let, let me say that again. He said, we're sitting in the classroom, right? And he comes and sees me and we're talking about it. And he's like, look, dude, he's like, I, I, he told me this. I admire you, man. He's like, you're still going after it, bro. And I was like, yeah, for sure, man. And then I say this, I said, but it's been three years, man. Like, come on, it should have happened by now. And you know what he told me? <laughs> he's like, dude, three years is nothing come on, man. He's like, three years is nothing. Like you got to keep, you got to keep after it. And so hearing it from this guy who's my age, right? He's, he's, he's younger than me. Actually, he's probably like, you know, a year, a year or two younger than me, who again, has his own financial planning company. And to hear that from him, I'm like, you know, he's right. Like it's just three years in, right? So why am I, why am I tripping so much? Right. And, it, and, it, and if anything, it just, it helped me shift my perspective on what I really should be focusing on. Okay. So, uh, again, ebbs and flows 2019 this past year, again, didn't speak as much, you know, you know, still traveled and, 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 you know, presented at conferences. In fact, and that's the thing, right? It's all about what I focus on. So didn't speak as much. However, I was chosen to present at the national association of secondary school principals conference. Like, and that's, that's a big thing, right? So all these things that, you know, I, I choose what to focus on. You choose what to focus on, right? And so, um, but as, as I came to the end of 2019, I was like, okay, you know, like, uh, you know, there's <laughs> like, what am I going to do? Right. Cause it, cause I'm, I'm struggling again. Right. 2018 was great, but 2019, uh, you know, I'm kind of struggling and yet I started a podcast. Right. And I started a podcast in August of 2019 and Hey, let's do this. Another Avenue for me to share my thoughts and share my, my wisdom and, and my expertise but yet, like, look, you know, like, I'm not, you know, I need to get some, some gigs, right? It, but then, you know, I speak, you know, I, I keynote a conference in San Antonio in November. And then I, I, I do a opening, you know, program at, at the, uh, the TEA Parental Involvement Conference in December. And so that's the thing, you know, it's, it's one of those things for those of you who are out there and want to start a business. Let me just tell you, it, it's tough. It, it's tough, but, but it's not impossible. Right. You just have to know that you're going to have your your peaks and you're going to have your valleys. So if anything, you know, just just plan. And that's I think that's where I'm getting better at. Right. Just planning and, and being wiser in my decisions. And so here I am 2020. Right. With a podcast 2020 with a couple of gigs lined up in the next couple of weeks, you know, and, and still believing, still trusting, still trusting. Right. Still trusting because I know that things are coming. I know that things are coming. And so. um I know I always, in, in some of my previous podcasts, I always share something uh, that I connect with in my life, right? Whether it's whether it's music or whether it's a movie. And I don't have a movie and I don't have a song. And I actually wanted to talk about, um, I actually wanted to share this one album, the Black Album by Jay-Z. Because in the Black Album, that was kind of like his last album before he left, you know, rap to just, you know, do his CEO thing. And, uh, and that's kind of like, you know, when I left as an assistant principal, I was like, yo, this is my, my black albums like me, right? I'm going to fade to black. I'm going to leave and do my thing as a speaker. Right. So I was, I was actually gonna, gonna use a little bit of that. And, uh, and I, and I still might right at, at the beginning when I, when I put this together and edit it, you may hear a little bit of, of what I was referring to, but I do want to play this clip by Dave Chappelle and it's about Chappelle when he decided to walk away from you know from 50 million dollars right so he had a 50 million dollar contract from Comedy Central you know and for those of you who don't know this about me I love Dave Chappelle I think he's a comedic genius um but yeah I mean think about it he had a 50 million dollar contract and he chose to walk away from it because he felt that his health, mental health, was more important than 
you know, having to, you know, go through what he had to go through working for Comedy Central. Obviously, there's a lot more to the story. But let's just say people ridiculed him and people thought he was crazy. And when he left, you know, he because he went to Africa, you know, for a bit, people like, yo, Dave Chappelle lost his mind. And so he, he received a lot of backlash. And so a lot of a lot of hate, you know, why would you walk away from 50 million? That's so stupid. And obviously I didn't walk away from 50 million. OK, uh, but that I did walk away from comfort, from convenience, from knowing that every end of the month I was going to get a check from this school district. I did walk away from having this position as an educational leader to pursue a dream. And in the midst, yeah, people call me crazy and dumb and all this stuff. But I love what Chappelle said, and I'm going to play that for you right now. I'm not going to lie, y'all. I was scared to death. And I, I didn't touch the mic. But, you know, it was cool, man. The first time I went back out and did stand-up, it was in Cincinnati. So it's not far from the farm. I said, if I got to run, I can get home fast. <laughs> and... Um, Club sold out real fast. I played a comedy club. And man, when I walked out on that stage and them people were screaming, I get teary-eyed just thinking about it. Because this industry can say whatever they want, but man, people will hold you up. And that crowd, man, my spirits were so low when they were just holding me up. And I, I hadn't told jokes, but this was just coming back like, cry the kid again, you're the best. Oh, man, I just, I was, I was just doing it, man. man. I don't know how this whole Dave Chappelle thing is going to end, but I feel like I'm going to be some kind of parable by either what you're supposed to do or what you're not supposed to so I'm going to be something. I'm either going to be a legend or just that tragic fucking story, but I'm going full throttle. I'm going all the way. I want to, I'm eager to find out how this will resolve itself. Let me tell you why I love that clip that I just played for you. Because I felt the same way. Like, I, I don't know how this AC Cristales story is going to end. <laughs> but I'm going full throttle, you know? I know that I'm, I'm going full throttle, and I've gone full throttle. You know, I'm going to go out there, and, you know, people, people have said that I'm a wild card, right? <laughs> that, I, that I'm a risk taker. But that's the thing. No risk it, no biscuit, right? Um... I mean, how am I ever going to know unless I try? How are you ever going to know unless you try, right? How are you ever going to know what you're capable of unless you, unless you go out there and try and give it a shot? So, yeah, there's there's some things that I'm planning for, for 2020, things on the horizon. You know, I'm going to continue with this with this podcast. Trust me. Trust me. In, in the past, you know, a couple of weeks, I was like, man, should I even continue? And then I'll get that message on Instagram and be like, yo, like, hey, where's your podcast? I'm like, man, I can't stop, you know? And so, yeah, there's discouragement sets in discouragement sets in sometimes because, you know, you don't you don't think it's going the way one not that you don't think, you know, it's not going the way you planned it to go. Like, seriously, like where I'm at right now, it's not what I envisioned. It's not what I pictured. It's not what I thought. And so what keeps me grounded, what keeps me rooted is my faith. It's my faith. And so I want to share this scripture because this is really what, what's keeping me grounded. This is really what's keeping me on my grind. And it's this. It's the scripture that says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. And there it is, guys, for me. All right, for me. Yeah, I have plans. Yeah, there's, there, I have a picture of how it should play out, of how it should have played out, of how it should be. And yet, <laughs> there's a sovereign God who says, nah, nah, not like that. <laughs> not like that. And, I, and sometimes I don't understand it. I don't, I don't get it. I'm like, why not like that? Why not like that? Like, why is it not going to play out like that? And here's the thing. I may not understand it, but I have to trust 
that he knows. God knows what's best for me. So if it's not happening right now, okay, that's fine. He knows what's best for me. If it is happening right now, that's good because he knows what's best for me. Because his ways are higher than my ways. and His thoughts are higher than my thoughts. And so why do I reflect? Why did I choose to reflect? Because it's been six years. But not only that, one of the main reasons that, that Socrates said that an unexamined life is not worth living, it's because of this. It's because only when you strive to know yourself and to understand yourself, does your life have any meaning or value? You can only have meaning and value when you come to know yourself and understand yourself. And that's what I want. I just want to be a value. I just want to be of value. And I just want to know that, man, my life matters. And that whatever it is that I do, I know it's impacting somebody. I know it's impacting and influencing and encouraging somebody. So with this podcast, I hope it's doing the same thing. With this episode, I hope that it's doing the same thing, that you're getting encouraged and you you heard something and you were like, man, dude, I needed to hear that. And I don't even know what it is, but there's going to be something Right? There's going to be something that you're going to hear and you're going to be like, I needed to hear that. So I'm going to end with this. It's something that I'm going to post here in the next couple of minutes. And I'm going to put it on you know, social media, put it on Facebook, put it on Instagram. But this is what I want to end with. It goes like this. Six years ago, around this time, I began my journey to become a full-time speaker and author. I can still remember the excitement I had to go forth after my dream because I believed that I had what it took to become a speaker who not only would be in demand, but who also would impact people in a positive way. More importantly, I also believe that speaking and sharing my story, my heart and my knowledge was my God given mission and calling in life. Six years later, do I still believe that? Absolutely, I do. But it looks different now. Now it's not about being in demand or sought after all the time. Although what entrepreneur wouldn't want that? It's not about the cities or countries that I get to travel to. It's not even about the living that I'm able to make living out my dream. It's about being faithful to the call. The call which I wholeheartedly believe comes from God. And as a result of this calling... I am committed to be faithful to wherever I am placed. So if it's a conference room with 10 participants, I will be faithful. If it's a hotel ballroom with 500 people in the audience, I will be faithful. If it's a gymnasium with a thousand students, I will be faithful. If it's an elementary classroom with 22 students, I will be faithful because it's not about the numbers. It's about the calling, the mission that God has given me. And because I know that every opportunity I get is a chance for me to bless and impact lives. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I get discouraged because we live in a society where people put a lot of stock in followers, numbers. And if you see my following, my numbers don't exactly scream out as somebody who people go to for inspiration and empowerment. But that's why my focus can't be about those numbers. It has to be about the people that are placed in my path on a daily basis and the impact that I can make on them with or without a microphone. So if the numbers come, I'll be faithful. If the numbers don't come, I'll still be faithful. And this is my hope and prayer as I embark on year seven, that I continue to focus on the most important things the calling of God on my life that is irrevocable and can never be canceled. My daughter, who's looking up to me and learning the power of perseverance through my journey and the lives that have already been impacted and will be impacted because of my commitment to be faithful to the call. I may never hear or know of my impact, but I didn't sign up for that. I signed up to be an instrument of his love and grace. 
So here's to six years and to a great seventh year. Mission driven. That about wraps up another episode of Mission Driven with AC Crystallis. Thank you guys so much for listening to another podcast episode. Thank you for continuing this journey with me. Don't forget, if you've enjoyed this podcast, make sure to share it with your friends. Make sure to share it on social media. Make sure to spread the word and let them know, hey, yo, check out this podcast. It's encouraging and inspiring and empowering. So if you're listening to the show on Apple Podcasts, make sure to subscribe to the show and make sure to rate and review the show. Or if you're listening on Spotify, please hit that follow button and follow the show. Or if you're listening on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel so you'll be up to date with the latest and newest podcast episode. So remember, the mission is now. So remain mission driven. And as always, faith, hope, love. Love.